Welcome to Nations of the World podcast series, where we explore a different nation of the world in each episode. Our aim is to bring you, the listener, on an audio journey to discover interesting facts that make each country unique. Welcome to Brazil, Part 2, Heart of the Nation. Social Provisions Both employers and employees pay Social Security contributions. These are used to fund government pensions paid to retired citizens. Private sector employees are entitled to retire with a full pension if they meet one of the two conditions, retirement based on length of contributions or based on age. For length of contribution, which can be received at any age, one must have contributed to Social Security for 35 years for men and 30 for women. Retirement based on age is when a man reaches 65 or a woman reaches 60, with a minimum contribution record of 15 years. Brazil's state health insurance, the SUS, is a public-private mix and described as an outstanding success by WHO, in that, since its institution, it has extended health care to many of Brazil's poorer residents. Also to note, its infant mortality has decreased by 60% since 1990. An employee will be eligible for sick and disability benefits after 12 months of employment. Pregnant women are entitled to maternity benefits from their eighth month of pregnancy. They're also eligible for 180 paid days of maternity leave. Emergency care is free for everyone, but only if it is critical. Well-funded public pensions have nearly wiped out poverty among the elderly, and Bolsa Familia and other social programs have lifted tens of millions out of poverty. Transgender rights in Brazil include the right to change one's legal name and sex without the need of surgery or professional evaluation, and the right to sex reassignment surgery provided by Brazil's Public Health Service. In 2008, Brazil's public health system started providing free sex reassignment surgery in compliance with a court order. Federal prosecutors had argued that gender reassignment surgery was covered under a constitutional clause guaranteeing medical care as a basic right. Education The education system is run by the government through the Ministry of Education. Pre-primary school enrollment is 95.5%. Primary school completion rate is 100%. Secondary school enrollment is 104%. Tertiary school enrollment is 55.14%. Education is divided into three levels, preschool, basic education, which is mandatory for those between the ages of 6 and 17, includes elementary and high school, and higher education, including graduate degrees. Elementary school is mandatory for children 6 to 14. High school takes three years. Those who intend to enroll in technical education must complete the three years of high school or begin the technical training in the second or third year of high school. For technical education, they must pass an entrance exam for their specific course. Higher education is after the completion of high school or equivalent, and they must pass an entrance exam for their specific course of study. There are more than 2,600 universities in Brazil. The Human Rights Measurement Initiative finds that Brazil is doing 86.8% of what should be possible at its level of income for the right to education. The country on average underperforms with students scoring lower than the average in reading, math, and science. It takes an extra three years to finish elementary school for low-income students. The costs of finishing school rise each year, making it impossible for some to attend. The literacy rate is 93.2% of the population. Health care. The infant mortality rate is 13.31 deaths per 1,000 live births, with 8% of newborns being underweight. 
There is improved drinking water for 99.4% of the population. There are improved sanitation facilities for 90.2% of the population. The degree of risk for major infectious disease is very high. These include bacterial diarrhea, tuberculosis, hepatitis A, malaria, and schistosomiasis. Animal and insect-borne diseases include Chagas, chikungunya, dengue, zika, visceral leishmaniasis, and rabies. In recent years, outbreaks of yellow fever, measles, and polio have been detected in certain areas of Brazil. The obesity rate is 22.1%. For the population over the age of 15, 12.8% are smokers. The happiness index is 6.29 on a scale of 0 unhappy to 10 happy. Life expectancy. For males, it's 72.5 years, and for females, it's 79.7 years. Food. Ingredients first used by native people in Brazil include cashews, cassava, guarana, acai, and tucupi. Tucupi is a yellow sauce extracted from wild manioc root in Brazil's Amazon jungle. The juice is toxic when raw. It's prepared by peeling, grating, and juicing the manioc. After the juice has been squeezed, it's left to rest so that the starch separates from the liquid. Poisonous at this stage, tucupi must be boiled for three to five days to eliminate the poison. The tucupi can then be used as a sauce in cooking. It is commonly used as a sauce with duck, which has been previously roasted and then shredded. Piranhas found in the Amazon River is a popular food in the Pantanal region. Piranha soup is considered an aphrodisiac. Piranha is also eaten grilled on a banana leaf, with tomatoes and lime as a garnish. However, in some parts of the Amazon, it is considered taboo to eat piranhas. Some popular dishes. Feijoada. This is considered the country's national dish. It's prepared with black beans, a variety of salted pork or beef products, and at least two types of smoked sausage and jerked beef. The final dish is beans and meat pieces, barely covered by a dark purplish-brown broth. It's usually served with white rice, oranges, and cuvee, a side dish of stir-fried chopped collard greens, and a crumbly topping called farofa, made of manioc flour. Cochinha are a type of minced chicken croquettes, shaped like a chicken thigh, very popular at street markets. Beiju is a starch cake, sometimes made with farina or manioc flour. Beiju means cake and comes from the Guarani language. It's made by first whipping fat and crumbled cheese until creamy. Eggs, salt, and milk are added as the whipping continues. Finally, the flour and cornstarch are added, all mixed by hand until it forms a thick powder-like consistency. A frying pan is heated very hot with oil, adding a layer of the mixture into the pan. It's cooked a few minutes, moving the pan so it cooks evenly. Then you flip and cook the other side until it's cooked through. Karuru is okra, onion, dried shrimp, and toasted nuts, cooked with palm oil until a spread-like consistency is reached. Mokeka bayana is a slow-cooked fish in palm oil and coconut milk, tomatoes, bell peppers, onions, garlic, and topped with cilantro. Vatapá is a Brazilian dish made from bread, shrimp, coconut milk, finely ground peanuts, and palm oil mashed into a creamy paste. Rice and beans is extremely popular, considered a basic meal. Pastels are pastries with a wide variety of fillings like Spanish empanadas, but of Japanese origin, and brought to Brazil by the Japanese diaspora. Farofa is made from cassava flour or corn flour. The flour is toasted in butter and olive oil, then onion and garlic are added for more flavors. It's a popular lunch recipe. Couscous de tapioca is a popular dessert.
bolo de rolo, a dessert recognized as a national dish. A very thin type of sponge cake rolled with a filling of guava fruit. Brigadeiro is the most consumed dessert in the country. It was created for a brigadier running for president in 1945. With milk being scarce, one of the female voters prepared chocolate fudge truffles using sweetened condensed milk. These became a quick success and were named Brigadeiro. The Brazilian national drink is the caipirinha, which is the cachaça, or sugarcane liquor, mixed inside a glass with sugar, ice, and crushed lime slices. Cachaça is a native Brazilian liquor and is distilled from fermented sugar cane. And the national beverage is coffee. Arts Samba, originating in the 18th century, is a musical genre and dance style. It is the most popular dance in the country. This is a mix of African rhythms and European-style singing. There's also pagode, like samba, axe, a soul music, and bossa nova, a mix of Brazilian pop music and jazz. The most popular type of music Brazilians listen to is the Brazilian funk. It has a constant and repeated beat. There are at least a thousand different songs they couple with the beat. A Brazilian national treasure, the historic Teatro Amazonas, or the Amazon Opera House in Manaus, was built starting in 1885 and was inaugurated on December 31, 1896. It was assembled from panels shipped from overseas. It has an iron frame built in Glasgow, Scotland, 66,000 colored tiles from France, and frescoes painted by the Italian artist Domenico di Angelis. The architectural style is considered typically Renaissance revival. It was chosen by the magazine Vogue as one of the most beautiful opera houses in the world. It can seat 701 people. Celebrations and Holidays January 1st, New Year's Day March 2nd, Ash Wednesday April 15th, Good Friday April 17th, Easter May 1st, Labor Day September 7th, Independence Day from Portugal in 1822 November 2nd, All Souls Day November 15th, Proclamation of the Republic November 20th, Zumbi Day or Black Awareness Day, to celebrate a regained awareness by the black community about their great worth and contribution to the country. It has been celebrated since the 1960s. It was originally celebrated on May 13, the date of abolition of slavery in Brazil, but was moved to November 20th to honor Zumbi's death. December 25th, Christmas Day There are many other religious holidays and several holidays just for local regions. Dances and festivals are a common occurrence in Brazilian culture. The most famous is Carnival, a world-renowned celebration. This is a five-day Catholic celebration leading up to Ash Wednesday, typically occurring late February or early March. Parades are held all over the country, but the largest ones take place in Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo. Teams create floats, elaborate costumes, and prepare dances. Some common features of Carnival are the indulgence of drinking, overeating, and various other activities like food fights, expressions of social satire, mockery of authorities, and costumes of grotesque body features, often with exaggerated features such as large noses, mouths, phalli, or elements of animal bodies, abusive language and degrading acts, depictions of disease and gleeful death, a general reversal of everyday rules and norms. People come from all over the world to take part in the festivities. Rio de Janeiro hosts the world's largest carnival, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, and is annually held in the first week of March. Over 10 million liters of beer are consumed during Carnival. Over 25,000 portable toilets are installed in Rio de Janeiro. Sports 
the country was awarded the privilege of hosting the 2014 FIFA World Cup and Summer Olympic Games in 2016, the first ever to be held in South America. Soccer or football is the most popular sport. Another favorite is capoeira, an Afro-Brazilian martial art form that combines elements of dance, acrobatics, and music. Basketball is another popular sport. Transportation The country has over 4,000 airports, 698 with paved runways. Only the United States has more. It has nine registered air carriers. The largest airline is Azul. The airport, with the most passengers annually, is Guarulhos. Governador André Franco Montoro International Airport in Sao Paulo. There are pipelines carrying refined petroleum, natural gas, crude oil, and ethanol or petrochemicals. There are close to 30,000 kilometers of railways, making it the 10th largest railway in the world. It has the third largest roadway network in the world. There are 50,000 kilometers of waterways, mostly in areas remote from industry and population. There are 864 merchant marine vessels. There are eight major seaports, four of which are oil terminals, three container ports, two for import, one river port, and two dry bulk cargo ports. Communications 97% of the population have mobile cellular subscriptions. Brazil is one of the largest mobile and broadband markets in Latin America, with healthy competition and pricing. The development of 5G was scheduled for March 2020, but was delayed due to interference issues with satellite TV broadcasts and the pandemic. The auction was completed November 2021, and the licenses are obliged to provide 5G services to all capital cities by July 2022, as well as about 35,500 kilometers of the National Highway Network. The country also has one of the largest fixed-line broadband markets in Latin America, though broadband subscriptions is only slightly above the regional average at 17.1%. The fixed-line broadband market has seen rapid growth for several years, with a growing focus on fiber broadband. In 2019, the number of fiber accesses overtook DSL connections. Vivo has the largest share in the fiber market, followed by Oi and Claro. The country is a key landing point for a number of important submarine cables connecting to the United States, Central and South America, the Caribbean, Europe, and Africa. Several new cable systems are due to come into service through to 2022, which will increase bandwidth and push down broadband prices for end users. Investments have also been made into terrestrial fiber cables between Brazil, Argentina, and Chile. Internet users are 81.3% of the population. Satellite Earth stations include three Intelsat, or Atlantic Ocean, and one in Marsat, Atlantic Ocean Region East, connected by microwave relay system to Mercosur Brazilsat B3 Satellite Earth Station. Satellites are a major communication platform, as it's almost impossible to lay fiber optic cable in the thick vegetation. State-run Radiobras operates a radio and a TV network. More than 1,000 radio stations and more than 100 TV channels are operating, mostly privately owned. Private media ownership is highly concentrated. Almost 90% of the households have TV, and radio is the second most popular source of entertainment and information. Energy Electricity is available to 100% of the population. It imports and exports electricity. Large hydropower plants account for around 80% of domestic electricity generation, making the Brazilian electricity mix one of the cleanest in the world. Reliance on other sources for power generation is also growing, notably natural gas, wind, onshore and offshore, and bioenergy. Brazil is a global leader in second-generation biofuels, and flex-fuel cars provide a large domestic market.
renewables meet almost 45% of primary energy demand, making Brazil's energy sector one of the least carbon-intensive in the world. Large offshore oil and gas discoveries have confirmed Brazil's status as one of the world's foremost oil and gas provinces. At COP26, Brazil announced a long-term objective to reach net-zero emissions by 2050 and a 50% carbon emissions reduction plan, coupled with a zero-illegal deforestation target by 2030. This is supported by an announced 2030 Climate Action Plan and a hydrogen national strategy which is being developed. 17% of electricity is generated from fossil fuels, 1% from nuclear fuels, 64% from hydroelectric plants, and 18% from renewable sources. It has the capability of completely providing for its country's electricity needs. The Itaipu Dam in Brazil is the second largest producer of hydroelectricity in the world. It is 7.7 kilometers long and 196 meters high. It's located on the border between Brazil and Paraguay. It produces imports and exports crude oil. It has crude oil reserves, and it also produces exports and imports refined petroleum. It produces exports and imports natural gas and has reserves. Travel There are over 6 million tourists on average visiting Brazil annually. It is largely visited for its rainforests, beaches, and lively city life in Rio de Janeiro and Brasilia. Canal Quebrada is known as the Pearl of the East Coast of Ceará, Brazil, an international tourist beach resort with activities including dune buggies, horse riding, sailing in a jangada boat, mountain biking, sandboarding, kite surfing, and windsurfing. The Botanical Garden of Curitiba, in the city of Curitiba, the capital of the state of Paraná, and the biggest city in southern Brazil. It is a major tourist attraction and landmark of the city. It opened in 1991 and was created in the style of French gardens. There are 23 World Heritage Sites. We will discuss a few. Olinda this historic old town sits on a hill surrounded by trees and overlooking the Atlantic Ocean. It was founded in the 16th century by the Portuguese, with a history linked to the sugarcane industry. Rebuilt after being looted by the Dutch, its basic urban layout is from the 18th century and is filled with Baroque churches, gardens, convents, and other buildings. Outside of the historic center, the rest of the town is no less beautiful, with its 18th-century architecture, monasteries and convents, and colorfully painted houses. Brasilia is the federal capital of Brazil. It was inscribed as a UNESCO World Heritage Site due to its modernist architecture and uniquely artistic urban planning. It was named City of Design by UNESCO in October 2017 and has been part of the Creative Cities Network since then. Oscar Niemeyer was the chief architect of most of the public buildings. Built in the 1960s, Brazil's capital is a thoroughly planned and intricately organized city. Brasilia's landmark infrastructure is laid out in the form of an airplane. Each section of the plane is a different district, like residential, government, finance, culture, and commerce. The architecture here attracts tourists and professional architects alike. Be sure to check out the Three Powers Square. Here you'll find the Supreme Court, Congress, and the Presidential Palace. The Brasilia Utopia has produced a city of relatively high quality of life in which the citizens live in forested areas with sporting and leisure structure surrounded by small commercial areas, bookstores, and cafes. The city is famous for its cuisine and efficiency of transit. UNESCO Pantanal Conservation Area is in Mato Grosso, in western central Brazil. This is one of the largest wetlands in the world. It protects numerous threatened species such as the giant armadillo, giant anteater, giant otter, marsh deer, and hyacinth macaw, 
the largest species of the parrot. There are a huge number of aquatic plant species also. UNESCO site Serra de Capivara National Park in the northeastern region of the country has many prehistoric paintings. It has the largest and the oldest concentration of prehistoric sites in the Americas. Due to the evidence and artifacts found there, it has forced a major reevaluation of basic traditional theories about the origins of human settlement in the Americas. The park was created to protect the prehistoric artifacts and paintings found there. Over 300 archaeological sites have been found within the park, most of which consist of rock and wall paintings dating to 50,000 to 30,000 years before present. UNESCO site Iguazu Falls, located in Iguazu National Park, it's in the extreme west of Paraná and the largest falls in the world. These falls lie partly in Argentina, sharing 2.7 kilometers along the border. It is a series of 275 waterfalls with an average height of 60 meters. The main attraction is the Garganta del Diablo, or the Devil's Throat. It's a giant horseshoe-shaped waterfall, which creates dense clouds of vapor as it pours into the river below. While at the falls, you can enjoy watching the Vencejos, unique birds in the area that swoop down along the falls. This park is home to some endangered and vulnerable species, such as the giant anteater, giant otter, jaguar, ocelot, puma, margay, the bush dog, and the tiger heron. Salvador was the first colonial capital of Brazil, and the city is one of the oldest in the New World, founded in 1549 by Portuguese settlers. It was also one of the first slave markets on the continent, with slaves arriving to work on the sugar plantations. The historic center, a UNESCO site, was the city center during the Portuguese colonial period and was named for the whipping posts in its central plaza where enslaved people from Africa were publicly beaten as punishment for alleged infractions. Jijaca de Jericoacoara was named by the Washington Post as one of the top ten most beautiful beaches in the world. It has calm seas, white sand dunes, and gorgeous blue lagoons. It's been a national park since 2002. Lençois Maranhenses National Park is a protected park, including 70 kilometers or 43 miles of coastline along the Atlantic Ocean, and an interior composed of rolling sand dunes. Inland, it is bordered by several rivers. Much of the park has the appearance of a desert. The area receives about 1,200 millimeters or 47 inches of rain per year. During the rainy season, the valleys among the dunes fill with freshwater lagoons, prevented from draining due to the impermeable rock beneath. This creates freshwater lagoons of up to 100 meters or 330 feet in length and 3 meters or 10 feet in depth, which together comprise about 41% of the area of the park. The sand is carried to the park from the interior of the continent by the Parnaiba and Preguisas rivers, where it is then driven back inland up to 50 kilometers or 31 miles by winds, creating a series of sand dunes rising as much as 40 meters or 130 feet tall. The park is home to four species listed on the Brazilian list of endangered species, the scarlet ibis, the neotropical otter, the oncilla, and the West Indian manatee. It also includes 133 species of plants, 112 species of birds, and at least 42 species of reptiles. The park receives as many as 60,000 visitors a year. Activities include surfing, canoeing, and horseback riding. Christ the Redeemer Statue This is a work of collaboration between sculptors and engineers, constructed between 1922 and 1931. The statue is 30 meters or 98 feet high excluding its 8-meter or 26-foot pedestal. The arms stretch 28 meters or 92 feet wide and weighs 635 metric tons. 
It's made of reinforced concrete and soapstone. It sits overlooking Rio de Janeiro at the peak of Corcovada Mountain in the Tijuca National Park. It has become a cultural icon of both Rio de Janeiro and Brazil and was voted one of the new seven wonders of the world. Fernando de Noronha Archipelago. This is a UNESCO site in the Atlantic Ocean, 354 kilometers or 220 miles offshore from the Brazilian coast. There are 21 islands extending over an area of 26 square kilometers or 10 square miles. Only the main island is inhabited with about 3,000 people. 70% of the island's area was established in 1988 as a national marine park. In 2001, it was designated as a UNESCO World Heritage Site because of its importance as a feeding ground for tuna, sharks, turtles, and marine mammals. The beaches of Fernando de Naronha are promoted for tourism and recreational diving. Rio de Janeiro has world-famous beaches such as Copacabana Beach and Ipanema. It also has natural landmarks such as the Peak of Sugarloaf. It has Tijuca National Park, a botanical garden, Sao Bento, which is a church and monastery, Marasana Stadium, Municipal Theater, and Cathedral de São Sebastião. It was recognized as a World Heritage Site in the category of Urban Cultural Landscape. UNESCO highlights its extraordinary fusion of man-made and natural beauty. A standard service fee of 10% is often included at most restaurants and bars. If not, you may opt to leave a tip of 10 to 15%. Many of Brazil's beaches have very dangerous riptides, even if the water looks safe. Ocean currents and waves are unpredictable, even in popular beaches frequented by tourists. Shark attacks are reported in the waters of some beaches in northeastern Brazil, particularly near Recife. Power failures in large urban centers are common and sometimes followed by increased crime. Most tourist hotels are equipped with generators, minimizing the impact of a blackout, but you should remain cautious. Flooding and mudslides occur throughout the country and can be fatal. Many of Brazil's larger cities have frequent heavy rainstorms that cause flash flooding and can disrupt traffic. The U.S. State Department issued a travel advisory on April 18th of 2022, Level 2, Exercise Increased Caution. This is due to crime. It says, Do not travel to any area within 150 kilometers or 100 miles of Brazil's land borders with Venezuela, Colombia, Peru, Bolivia, Guyana, Suriname, French Guiana, and Paraguay. Note, this does not apply to the Foz do Iguaçu National Park or Pantanal National Park. Do not travel to informal housing developments, commonly referred to in Brazil as favelas, villas, comunidades, and or conglomerados at any time of day. Do not travel to Brasilia's administrative regions, commonly known as satellite cities of Ceilandia, Santa Maria, São Sebastião, and Paranoa during non-daylight hours. Violent crime such as murder, armed robbery, and carjacking is common in urban areas, day and night. Gang activity and organized crime is widespread, and assaults are common. U.S. government personnel are discouraged from using public municipal buses in all parts of Brazil due to an elevated risk of robbery and assault at any time of day, and especially at night. Be cautious in regard to accepting food or drinks unattended or in the care of strangers. This includes snacks, beverages, gum, or cigarettes. These items may contain drugs that could put you at risk of sexual assault and robbery. The use of sedatives to facilitate robberies of personal belongings has been reported on beaches in Rio and in crowded restaurants in Sao Paulo. Robberies can also happen when you're hiking. Be especially cautious on the Corcovado Trail, where several robberies have happened.
cautions on public transportation. The subway is generally safe during the day, but be extremely cautious at night. Bus accidents are frequent. It's not advisable to take public vans. When using taxis, make sure they're using a taxi meter. There are fixed taxi rates, which should be reflected on the meter. Use only official taxis. Segment 3. Who is? Pele, a soccer player. He's won soccer's FIFA World Cup five times. Chico Mendez, the world's first eco-martyr. On December 25th of 1988, in the state of Acre, on the southwestern border of the Amazon, this Brazilian rubber tapper was assassinated for trying to preserve the Amazon rainforest and advocating for the rights of Brazilian peasants and indigenous peoples. Zumbi dos Palmares was one of the pioneers of resistance to slavery of Africans by the Portuguese in colonial Brazil. He was also the last of the kings of the Quilombo dos Palmares, a settlement of Afro-Brazilian people who had liberated themselves from enslavement in that same settlement. Today, he is revered in Afro-Brazilian culture as a powerful symbol of resistance against the enslavement of Africans in the colony of Brazil. Quilombos were communities in Brazil founded by individuals of African descent who escaped slavery, often referred to as Maroons. Oftentimes, members of Quilombos returned to plantations or towns to encourage their former fellow Africans to flee and join the Quilombos. In some cases, if they refused, they were brought by force. Those who came to Quilombos on their own were considered free, but those who were brought against their will continued as slaves in their new settlements. Women were often the target of capture, including black, white, Indian, and mulattas, and were forcibly relocated. At times, women fled voluntarily to the Palmares to escape an abusive spouse or master. Palmares were established in 1605 by 40 enslaved Central Africans who fled to the heavily forested hills on the north coast of Brazil. The Portuguese gave this area the name Palmares because of its many palm trees and had deadly clashes with each other much of the 17th century. Quilombo dos Palmares was a self-sustaining kingdom of Maroons, escaped from the Portuguese settlements in Brazil. At its height, Palmares had a population of more than 30,000. Palmares was an autonomous state based on African political and religious customs that supported itself through means of agriculture, fishing, hunting, gathering, trading, and raiding nearby Brazilian plantations and settlements. Zumbi was born free in Palmares in 1655, believed to be descended from the Congo. He was captured by the Portuguese and given to a missionary, Father Antonio Melo, when he was approximately six years old. Father Antonio Melo baptized Zumbi and gave him the name of Francisco. Zumbi was taught the sacraments, learned Portuguese and Latin, and built a Congo kingdom in Palmares. Despite attempts to subjugate him, Zumbi escaped in 1670 and at the age of 15 returned to his birthplace. Zumbi became known for his physical prowess and cunning in battle, and he was a respected military strategist by the time he was in his early 20s. The Portuguese authorities asked Zumbi's uncle, who was then the king of Quilombos dos Palmares, to submit to the Portuguese in exchange for the freedom of all the runaway slaves of Palmares. Zumbi didn't trust the Portuguese and refused to accept freedom for the people of Palmares, while other Africans remained enslaved. He challenged his uncle Ganga Zumba's kingship and killed him in 1678 and became the new king. Zumbi's determination and heroic efforts to fight for Palmares' independence increased his prestige. In 1694, the Portuguese succeeded in destroying the kingdom's central settlement, and Zumbi was killed and decapitated, his head displayed on a pike to dispel any legends of his immortality. Segment 4. Who Would Have Thought? Brazil is famous for 
being at the top among the 18 megadiverse countries. It hosts between 15 and 20 percent of the world's biological diversity, with more than 120,000 species of invertebrates, about 9,000 vertebrates, and more than 4,000 plant species. There's an average of 700 new species discovered every year in Brazil. It has more animal and plant species than any other country in the world. It contains about two-thirds of the Amazon rainforest. To facilitate the use of data and information from over 230 institutions, including universities, research centers, museums, state agencies, botanic gardens, and zoos, the Brazilian Biodiversity Information System was put in place in 2014. This system aims to support science, public policy, and decision-making related to environmental conservation and the sustainable use of natural resources. The system's database already has more than 15 million records on the occurrence of Brazilian species that have been published by the main Brazilian research institutions. Brazil also has the world's largest river in volume, the Amazon, which contains 20% of the Earth's fresh water, and it has the world's largest swamp, the Pantanal. Brazil has been the largest producer of coffee for the last 150 years, accounting for 30% of the world's production. Interesting info. The Amazon rainforest is the world's largest, containing one-fifth of the world's freshwater reserves and producing one-third of the Earth's oxygen. About 60% of the Amazon lies in Brazil. In 2005, the government reported that one-fifth of the Amazon had been cleared by deforestation. The Amazonia National Park in Brazil has the Trans-Amazonian Highway running through it, making it more accessible than other remote areas of the rainforest. This is a UNESCO World Site. Brazil is the largest country in South America and in the Southern Hemisphere. It shares common boundaries with every South American country except Chile and Ecuador. It is the fifth most populated country in the world. More slaves were imported here than any other country in the world. It is estimated that about 12.5 million slaves were sent abroad, and 3 to 4 million of them went to Brazil, mostly to work on sugar plantations. Most of the Pantanal, the world's largest tropical wetland, extends through the west-central part of the country. It shares Iguazu Falls, the world's largest waterfall system, with Argentina. Cassava, or manioc, the sixth most important food crop in the world after maize, rice, wheat, potatoes, and soybeans, seems to have originated in the west-central part of Brazil. Pineapples are probably indigenous to the southern Brazil-Paraguay region. Brazil is the largest Lusophone or Portuguese-speaking nation in the world and the only one in the Americas. Brazil is the world's largest market for crack cocaine. Brazil boasts the largest population of Catholics in the world at 73.6% of its population. The earliest pottery found in the Western Hemisphere, radiocarbon dated at 8,000 years old, was excavated from the Amazon Basin near present-day Santarém in Brazil. Brazil became the first South American country to accept women into its armed forces in the 1980s. Brazil has the most national parks in the Americas at 72. The deadliest place on Earth is Queimada Grande Island, also known as Snake Island. It cannot be visited without authorization of the Brazilian Navy. Those who go are scientists studying the snakes and Navy engineers performing yearly maintenance on the automated lighthouse. Even then, proper precautions must be taken, and a doctor must accompany the traveler in case of any bites. There are about five snakes per square meter. One is the golden lancehead viper. These snakes contain a venom that can melt human flesh, cause organ failure, brain hemorrhage, and intestinal bleeding. The Ilha do Bananal, or the Island of the Banana Groves, is the world's largest freshwater island, 
at 200 miles long and 35 miles wide, at its broadest point. It is located in the Araguaia River in southwestern Tocantins, Brazil. A 1998 study in Zona Latina indicated that 73% of Brazil's TV audience watched telenovelas, far more than any other telenovela-producing nation, including Colombia, Venezuela, and Mexico. Brazil was the last country in the Americas to abolish slavery in 1888. The largest amount of money stolen from a bank by robbers occurred on August 6 through 7, 2005, in Fortaleza, Brazil, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. A gang of up to 10 people dug a 256-foot-long tunnel to seize five containers of currency estimated at nearly $70 million. Yao Pessoa is the easternmost city in the Americas. The city is the capital of Paraiba State and famous for having abundant green areas. It is the first mainland city in the Americas to see the sunrise every day. Brazil has the largest Japanese community outside of Japan. Prisoners in certain prisons are offered a four-day reduction of their sentence when they read a complete book and write a well-written and mistake-free essay about it. They're given four weeks to finish reading each book and can read up to 12 books per year. This allows them to reduce their sentence by up to 48 days per year. Brazil has the highest number of uncontacted people on Earth. It's estimated that between 30 to 100 uncontacted groups live within the Brazilian Amazon. This doesn't mean that they haven't been discovered. Authorities know about them and their lands are protected by the Brazilian government. Yet, this is hard to enforce due to the vast, sparsely populated areas they live in. Some of these groups are hunter-gatherers who are constantly on the move, while others are subsistent farmers. Many choose to remain uncontacted and flee when encountered. Some are known to react violently, even shooting arrows or throwing spears at any who come too close. Unfortunately, they are regularly hunted by loggers, ranchers, or drug traffickers wanting to remove them from valuable lands. Many of the groups are very small, and one has only one remaining member. A retired bricklayer, Yao Pereira de Sousa, rescued an injured penguin in 2011, who was covered in oil and unable to move. After nurturing him back to health, he returned him to the water. Dim Dim, as the penguin was named, returns to stay on the island where he had originally been rescued and stays to visit his rescuer, even though other penguins of his species are breeding. It is thought that he could be acting in loyalty since penguins recognize each other and nest in the same place every year and with the same partner. Brazil and Australia have legislation banning indoor tanning. Ultraviolet UV radiation is a proven human carcinogen, and more than 419,000 cases of skin cancer in the United States each year are linked to indoor tanning. The Amazon River is the world's largest by volume of water discharged, over 209 cubic meters, or 7,380 cubic feet per second, flow into the Atlantic Ocean. This is more than the next seven largest rivers combined. During the wet season, the river swells to almost 50 kilometers or 30 miles across. Remarkably, there is not a single bridge over this immense river. The Christ Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro is one of the new seven wonders of the world. It is 38 meters tall and weighs 635 tons. The statue took five years to construct and was opened in 1931. 92% of all new cars sold in the country use ethanol as fuel. Brazil's football or soccer team is the most successful national team in the world. It has the largest continuous coastline of any nation. Brazil is the only country that spans both the equator and the Tropic of Capricorn. Jogo do Biju is a very popular Brazilian gambling game, which has been prohibited by law since 1946. It's run by mobsters known as bicheiros or banqueiros. 
Paraíba is the only state where the game is legal and regulated by the state, even though federal law prohibits gambling. It was invented by a Brazilian-born Englishman, Yao Batista Viana Drummond. He encouraged visitors to the Rio de Janeiro Zoo in the late 19th century to guess the identity of an animal concealed behind a curtain and paid prizes to the winners. In time, it became a popular numbers game with different numbers assigned to 25 animals. Soon, bets were being made outside the zoo. Government authorities tried to shut it down, but it shifted to the city and has thrived there ever since. Bets are taken at pontos, or points of sale, where dealers collect money and keep records of the bets. The bets and the money are sent to the central operator, Banca, where the draw is done. All it takes is a scribbled note or a phone call to any of the thousands of bicheiros who haunt the street corners, shops, and offices of every city, easily identified by their sunglasses, cigars, and or typical floral or printed shirts. Neither the Pontos nor the Bancas need a fixed operational center. Most Pontos are simple stools or wooden boxes on which the dealers sit through the day. Drawings are usually held at 2 p.m. in local Bijou headquarters, and the winning numbers are immediately dispatched by taxi and bicycle and scribbled in chalk on designated walls and lampposts. Phone lines become so clogged after each drawing that telephone company executives call it the Bijou Hour. The draw is not fair. If too many people bet on a given number, it's removed from the lot to prevent the quebra de banca or bankruptcy. This is necessary because most bancas operate with slim resources, and their owners do not want to invest their personal assets to pay the bets. It is said to have a turnover of $10 million in U.S. dollar value per week and employs as many as 50,000 people. After the United States, Brazil has the second largest population of Christians and the largest population of Christians in South America. In 1994, Copacabana, a four-kilometer-long beach at the south end of Rio de Janeiro, hosted the largest concert ever, with 3.5 million in attendance. Brazil is home to the bullet ant, considered the world's most painful insect because of its extremely potent sting. The Satare Mawe is a tribe that lives in the Amazon rainforest of Brazil, who have a bizarre and painful rite of passage that all boys of the tribe must endure to be accepted as men. The Mawe believe that any boy who wants to become a man must experience the worst pain the jungle has to offer, the sting of the bullet ant. The sting rates of 4 out of 4 on the Schmidt Sting Pain Index. Only the bullet ant and the tarantula hawk wasp rate a 4. The sting is described as wildly painful and excruciating in its length. The pain continues for up to 24 hours, receding and returning regularly. For their manhood ritual, the Mawe submerge hundreds of bullet ants in a natural sedative, rendering them unconscious. These large ants are then woven into gloves made of leaves, with their stingers pointing towards the inside of the glove. When the ants regain consciousness, these gloves are then placed on the hands of young men undergoing the ritual. The boy must then keep the gloves on his hand for a full five minutes, while the hundreds of ants repeatedly sting him. The bullet ant glove is then removed, but the boy will likely be in pain and shake uncontrollably for hours. He may even experience muscle paralysis, disorientation, and hallucinations. To fully complete this initiation, and to be accepted as a man by the tribe, the boys must endure this practice a total of 20 times over the course of months or even years. The world's highest vertical cemetery at 108 meters tall is the Memorial Necropole Ecumenica in Santos, Brazil. Brazil has the second largest black population after Nigeria. Brazil became the first South American country ever to host the Olympics in 2016. It is the leading producer of oranges in the world, which amounts to 30% of the world's total output. It has the largest number of species of mammals, plants, and freshwater fish. 
Brazil hasn't been involved in war since 1870. The use of cell phones in banks is prohibited in Brazil in the interest of its uses to prevent robbery and theft. It is the longest country in the world. In an area stretching from Africa to South America, Earth's magnetic field is gradually weakening. This strange behavior has geophysicists puzzled and is causing technical disturbances in satellites orbiting Earth. Scientists are using data from ESA's Swarm constellation to improve our understanding of this area known as the South Atlantic Anomaly. Earth's magnetic field is vital to life on our planet. It is a complex and dynamic force that protects us from cosmic radiation and charged particles from the sun. The magnetic field is largely generated by an ocean of superheated, swirling liquid iron that makes up the outer core around 3,000 kilometers beneath our feet. Acting as a spinning conductor in a bicycle dynamo, it creates electrical currents, which in turn generate our continuously changing electromagnetic field. Over the last 200 years, the magnetic field has lost around 9% of its strength on a global average. A large region of reduced magnetic intensity has developed between Africa and South America and is known as the South Atlantic Anomaly. It has been speculated whether the current weakening of the field is a sign that Earth is heading for an eminent pole reversal, in which the North and South magnetic poles switch places. Such events have occurred many times throughout the planet's history, and even though we are long overdue by the average rate at which these reversals take place, roughly every 250,000 years, the intensity dip in the South Atlantic occurring now is well within what is considered normal levels of fluctuations. At surface level, the South Atlantic anomaly presents no cause for alarm. However, satellites and other spacecraft flying through the area are more likely to experience technical malfunctions as the magnetic field is weaker in this region, so charged particles can penetrate the altitudes of low-Earth orbit satellites. The mystery of the origin of the South Atlantic anomaly has yet to be solved. However, one thing is certain. Magnetic field observations from SWARM are providing exciting new insights into the scarcely understood processes of Earth's interior. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this Part 2 episode on Brazil. Next time, we'll learn about a country which has luxurious rainforests, teeming with colorful flora and fauna. It has a history of great oil production and natural gas reserves. The kingdom is tax-free, a subsidized society, and its people enjoy one of the highest per capita incomes on Earth. The same family has ruled over the country for six centuries. The ruler, or sultan, has astounding wealth, living in a 172-room palace. He has a love for expensive cars and owns 500 Rolls Royces and 300 Ferraris. Please be sure to subscribe to Nations of the World podcast series so you won't miss my next episode, Brunei. Gaining knowledge about other people and their culture is often the best way to understanding who they are and why they do things a certain way. This in turn can make us less fearful of differences and hopefully more accepting. Let's face it, we're all human and we all share the same world. If you are enjoying the series, please consider leaving a review for Nations of the World podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also help to support my work by making a small contribution on Patreon. You can find me there at patreon.com slash nations of the world. With your review on Apple Podcasts, I will give you a shout out in my next episode. If you contribute on Patreon at the first level, you will get a shout-out in my next episode and you will have a chance to submit a question you'd like to have answered in one of my upcoming podcasts. This can be a question about how I plan or produce my show, or it can be a question to be answered in one of my upcoming episodes about a particular country. If you contribute on Patreon at the second level, you will receive the shout-out and question submittal, along with free access to all the episodes electronically in ebook format. 
These ebooks range in size from about 10,000 to 25,000 words. Thank you again for listening to my podcasts. I look forward to hearing from and interacting with my listeners. Please feel free to contact me via any of the social media apps you find in my show notes.